Today, we're bringing you an episode of Tech Titans. Bob Worrell, former SVP and CIO for Juniper Networks, joins us in this episode to share his best advice on embracing challenges to grow as a leader. You're listening to Joel Beasley, Tech Titans. So I'm curious to know what your first experience was getting to lead your first team. Um, you know, I, honestly, I was scared to death. Uh, my first, my first team was a really crusty group of old guys who were 20 years my senior and had gone through, you know, technical school and got all the credentials and everything else that I didn't have. Uh, honest to God, I'll never forget when I was given the opportunity to go lead this group, kind of stepping out of the business analysis role into my first infrastructure job where I was going to lead this team. I knew nothing about what these guys do. And probably lost more sleep that weekend than I can ever recall after that, worrying about it. And I I guess I used a trick that has served me well since, which is um, I went in that morning, gathered everyone around the table, and I said, let me get one thing perfectly straight. I'm the stupidest guy in the room. You all know more than I will ever know, and I will never profess to know everything that you know. But I said, here's what I think I can lend to the group, right? I I can lend some organizational skills. I can pretty good communicator. So don't think of me as, you know, the superior or the boss, but think of me as a team member who's got a different set of skills. And I kept at that theme for a while. And over time, as we encountered lots of crises, as you do in IT, and I was able to kind of lend those skill sets, it began to build a rapport and some credibility with them. But through my entire career, I've kind of taken that. So as I've moved into each of these functions, I've been the guy in the room who's had the least knowledge about that subject. And though I work really hard to gain a functional knowledge of of the topics, I don't profess ever to be the smartest person in the room, but only to have maybe a different or a unique skill set that hopefully helps the team at large. So, you know, it was a scary moment. And, um, you know, I guess the other takeaway, if I, sorry to prolong this, but the other takeaway from that experience and a series of other experiences in my life is the best thing that my manager did for me in that experience was not help me at all. <laughs> what I mean by that is, you know, the, the guy I was working with was a good friend of mine. He could have stepped in and said to the team, there's Bob and you're going to you know, listen to everything he has to say and he's going to come to me if, if you're screwing up all those kinds of things. He basically said, you're going to manage these guys. Um, I'm not going to help you at all. You're going to, live or die by everything that happens in the next, you know, 72 hours. Um, and so that crisis of conscience that you have, you know, whether it be mouths to feed or this new function that you're leading, you've either got to deal with it um, or you're going to crash and burn. And so there's that crisis of self-reliance and self-confidence and everything else. And um, you come out of that when, when it's successful, you come out of that with kind of a renewed, confidence, right? And you kind of take that to the next gig. So it was a small team. Yeah, I think we had six or eight guys at the time, but the the experience and the lessons were invaluable. What is happening that like makes them stand out? What have you what have you noticed? Like what will catch your attention as, oh man, that person's uh just you know doing things that uh, stand out as they're going to be fantastic leaders in the future? Like what catches your eye about that? 
Um, yeah, it's a good question. I've done a lot of mentoring over my career, but in terms of the one thing that stands out, this might sound kind of silly, but above everything else, if somebody walks into a room and can articulate their thoughts and ideas in a very succinct manner, I'll listen to that person all day long. On the contrary, if somebody walks in and they can't effectively communicate and they sort of ramble on and they and they're literally reading the slides and so on and so forth, I will mentally tune them out instantly. <laughs> and so that's that, that's just my personal thing, right? That's my personal pet peeve. So that distinguishes uh, the makings of potentially a good leader, because I think a good leader needs to be able to get to the point quickly, make the sell, and get out, right? And I'm not claiming I'm really, really good at this, but I think one of the things that has helped me in my career is that if I need to go into an executive session to make a pitch for something. I will strip down the messaging to the absolute bare essentials, right? And always be conscious of the audience, the lack of patience that they're going to have and so on and so forth. And so to this day, in fact, last night I had to go to our audit committee, the board of directors with an update. And I was in and out of that presentation in about 10 minutes, answered all their questions and got out. <laughs> and I th think back to thing that I cherish so much, this, you know, ability to be succinct and articulate, I try and, you know, be a living example of that. And I hope in the course of that, show people that if you're in this for the long run, you've got to attend to both your technical skills, your leadership skills, and your communication skills, right? It's got to be a whole package. It can't be one or the other. The advice that you'd give yourself 10 years ago, what would it be? Um... You know, I guess 10 years ago, I'd kind of, as we spoke earlier, I'd, I'd grown accustomed to this idea of rotating um, from job to job. And I guess if I spoke to my younger self, it would have been, don't be afraid of it or hesitant, just embrace it, right? Embrace the unknown, so to speak. That's kind of a pompous way to put it. But that fear of stepping into a new job, every time you do it, it just makes you a better leader, a better person, you executive. And that 10 years ago, 20 years ago, I was, you know, like all of us, maybe struggling with some of those transitions. I'd say, you know, I'd say, don't worry about it. It's going to work out. Okay. <laughs> it's actually going to help in the long run. Uh, just don't stress as much. Um, and maybe that's the other commentary I would have, uh, you know, our jobs are really stressful. My job is a 24 hour, seven days a week job. There's always going to be a crisis. There's always going to be some network problem or a PC problem or something. Yeah. And, you know, I've probably looked over and managed teams that have closed millions and millions of tickets over the years. Life will be okay. The sun's going to come up tomorrow, no matter how bad the problem is, just get the right team of people focused on it, give them the resources they need, give them the support they need, communicate to the stakeholders about what you're doing and it'll be okay. So don't, you know, don't lose sleep. <laughs> So a little hard work, a little patience. Yeah. yeah. Hard work, patience. Yeah. I think the, whether it's my job or your job or anyone else's, my advice generally to people is show up early. I, I was here early, right? I was here early. Yeah. Show up early, show up early, work hard, be willing to do whatever they ask you to do. Don't complain unless it's appropriate um, and help the next guy. Right. So all of those 
you know, that advice, I guess, is kind of transferable to almost any job, but um, just work hard.